0: What's up guys, new Coach Mark Carroll podcast today is what I think a big episode because it's on a topic that so many of us care about and we need to really understand if we want to get our best body composition results and it is on protein. So there's so much stuff these days out there on protein, some really good information, some some amazing education these days around protein and, and we know so much Um, about it and requirements but then there's also so much I think misinformation and so much I think just most things that kind of scare people off it and I just want to kind of clear that up and also with protein it's one of those things it's like it's kind of like saying when you tell someone they say hey I want to lose weight and you go okay go to the gym and it's like well cool that's great advice but like what do I do at the gym? How much? Um, how often do I go? So, with this episode of the Coach McCarroll podcast on protein, what I'm going to do is kind of give you a lot of my exact numbers I use on my clients. So, in this episode, I promise you or I guarantee you that I'll teach you more about protein requirements than you'll probably learn in 99.9% of places around the world. And I'll do it for free. So, there you go. Because we get protein right. Protein is really the foundation of our macronutrients. Um, when we're setting our macronutrients, obviously we've got calories, and we've got protein, and we've got fats, and then we've got carbs. That's basically how we do it, and also fiber. But today's episode, I just want to give people some clarity and make you understand, you know, how much protein should you have, and these are the things I really do cover in extensive detail, guys, in all my programs, my challenges and whatnot, just so you guys know. So anyone who does my programs, you'll know all this stuff. Well, I hope. And if you want to learn much, much more on this stuff, that's why, again, go invest into my programs because you'll get so much. Now, before I go into this episode, guys, please, as always, if you find this episode useful, which I think a lot of you will, please share it to your social medias, tell people about it, tell your family, friends, audience, etc. It really helps get the Coach Mark Carroll podcast out. Um, last week, I think we had a record of about over, I think, 17,000, I think, people listening to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast, which is massive. So thank you, guys. All the shares help a lot. And if you haven't, please make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review. And yeah, let's do it, guys. Now. Protein, I don't want to go into the real kind of basic stuff you guys have heard before with, you know, why protein, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just keep it simple. Protein, obviously, is going to help you with your building muscle, with helping you maintain your muscle in a calorie deficit. So, yes, when we want to maintain our muscle mass or we want to build muscle, we want to be lifting. So we lift weights. Obviously, it's going to really be the trigger to try and trying to promote growth. We're trying to basically send a stimulus to our body to say we want to grow. Whereas, then you want to balance that stimulus out of the resistance training with the nutrition, the fuel, and the process of actually consuming protein is pretty simple. You know, you go to the gym and you, d- you train really hard for an hour or so a couple of days a week, but having your protein consistently throughout the day, every single day, is what's really gonna um, make that process of trying to build muscle so much more effective okay so it's so often people just go all right, I'm gonna go to the gym and try to build muscle and get stronger and all that stuff but then they don't support it with nutrition when you're a young kid you know it's always nutrition that comes second you know learning about lifting heavy and doing all that stuff is what you want to kind of first dive into but it takes a long time to often realize that hey everything I'm doing in the gym. Needs to really be complemented by what I'm doing outside the gym with my nutrition. Okay. So, protein. I guess I really just wanted to kind of give people a lot of quick hitters. Okay. So, when you're listening to this, make sure you, you know, pause and, you know, replay something apart where you go, this might relate to me or write this down. Because again, I'm going to give you a fair few different numbers and these numbers um, are going to differ for each person depending on your goal and stuff like that. But I just want to, cover a few basics okay so like anything in life dosage is important so protein is one of those things where we generally say hey have protein okay but how much how often what types of protein all that stuff but how much i think is probably the key to first understand and if you understand how much protein to have then you can worry about the timing you can worry about um the what kind of protein you're having the protein quality and all that stuff but how much should you be having this is kind of like understanding how many calories should be having once you get your amount then you're going to be in a pretty good place to then build from there now despite what kind of people think more protein is not always better You only need so much protein. Now, this is not to say that if you have a whole lot of protein, it's damaging um, and it's going to make you sick or it's going to do any of of that stuff. But it's more that it just becomes ineffective um, once you pass a certain threshold. Once you pass a certain threshold and you have more and more protein, it's not really going to give you any more anabolic Effect and you probably could just be having calories from other macronutrients like your carbohydrates and fats, which play another essential role in not just your performance, but also your health. So, what we want to do is really get the right amount of protein in. And then we want to then have calories pushed towards our carbohydrates, our fats. Okay. It's not just about having protein only. And this is kind of, you know, when you're really young, you're like, oh, I'm just going to have so much protein and all that stuff. And then you don't. Realize that you need to be having carbs to fuel your sessions. You need to have fats for hormonal function, all these things. But how much protein should you be having? Well, I'm going to give you kind of, I guess, the general kind of evidence based guidelines. And the most common way or most common kind of taught amount is generally a range. So not just a fixed amount. So the range is going to be around that 1.5 grams per two two and a half grams per kilogram. So 1.5 grams to two and a half grams per kilogram of body weight. So one kilogram, guys, for all the Americans out there is 2.2 pounds. So therefore, if you had one gram of protein per pound, that would be about 2.2 grams. Okay, so there's a few numbers. So basically I said 1.5 grams to 2.5 grams of protein is generally your range you would be trying to have for protein for anyone who's serious about their lifting and is trying to do everything they can. And it's quite a large range obviously you go all right if you're 100 100 kilos that means you could be having 150 grams of protein or on the other end of the range 250 grams of protein. So yes it is quite a large range okay so the key is that yes it's a range and trying to figure out what potentially works best for you for your goals okay so once you pass kind of two and a half grams it doesn't seem like there seems to be a ton of more beneficial effects from going above that um from a standpoint of like health standpoint i'm pretty sure it's been shown as having as high as four grams per kilogram of body weight to be totally fine for your health. So there's a lot of myths out there that high protein intake is bad for your kidneys. And that's kind of been disproven over and over with the research. The only time high protein can be a problem if you have like a pre-existing kidney issue. So if you don't, then it seems like the abundant amount of research shows that high protein is not only fine, but totally healthy for you. But it's do you need above that kind of threshold of two and a half grams per kilo? A lot of the time, probably not for most people. Okay, so pretty simple. Who should have the lower end of the range of that 1.5 grams, say 1.5 to 1.8 grams, or who should have, say, two to two and a half grams per kilogram? So the way I kind of look at it is pretty simple. The leaner you are, the more protein you'll have. So the leaner you are, the more you'll be on the higher end of the range. The more high your body fat is, the lower end of the range you'll be on. Why is this? Because when you have higher fat mass, it actually helps you protect muscle loss. Okay. So when you're dieting, higher body fat will probably preferentially be lost first when you diet over higher protein. So actually having higher body fat will help protect the breakdown of muscle mass. Whereas the leaner you get, you obviously having much lower body fat, you don't have much of that protection. So therefore you have higher protein because you're trying to do more to preserve your muscle mass. So this is why when I have someone with much higher body fat, they're going to probably be on that lower end of the range, probably around that 1.5, 1.6 grams per kilogram. Whereas when I'm say training a, a comp prep competitor, um, in and they're doing a fat loss phase, obviously for a, a comp, getting on stage, they're going to be definitely around that 2.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. So really, really high end of that range. Why? Because they have to get super, super lean. They're doing a lot of training. They're doing a lot of activity. They're on low calories, high stress, all the recipes for preserving muscle mass being really hard. So we want to do everything we can to help keep that muscle mass. And so that is around that higher range of that 2.5 grams per kilogram, okay? Now, another time you might go more aggressive or higher range of the protein is when people do a really aggressive deficit. So let's say you're doing a 35, 40% calorie deficit for a hard mini cut. Again, the lower the calories therefore i'm going to have protein on a high end of the range so if you go really really aggressive with the calories down then i'm going to keep protein up as high as i can in that range to do again what we can to preserve muscle mass so very low calories is obviously going to create an environment in the body which is going to be very catabolic because when you're dieting in a deficit you're catabolic in nature you're you're in a, you're creating an environment in the body where you're catabolic. That's why you lose body fat, but you can also obviously be catabolic in muscle in a calorie deficit. So lower calories, really low calories. That's where you try to keep again, protein up the higher end. Now, what about in a build? Well, a build is one of those ones where I've seen a lot of different stuff. I've seen some really smart people say they like, again, keeping protein up around that 2 0.2 to 2.5 grams per kilogram so again that's around that one gram per pound of body weight being that 2.2 grams um, in a surplus but then I've also seen other people who are really smart say if you're in a big surplus and calories really high it doesn't seem like you need protein really above that 1.8 to 2.2 grams of um, body weight of protein so 1.82 grams because you're having so many other calories obviously from carbohydrates fats and you've got so much energy a you're not going to be obviously losing body um losing muscle mass in a big surplus and then b their thought process was that having protein above that kind of range that 1.82 grams doesn't seem to be more anabolic in nature it's, again once you start to get past a certain threshold so for me, I still always, like most people, try to keep that two, two, 2.5 grams of protein for the clients I work with who are more leaner, more advanced, um, and have more muscle mass. Whereas if you're, say, doing a build with someone who's high, high body fat, so that not, doesn't mean they're super high body fat, but if they're doing a build, obviously, you know they're, they're not most likely going to be super high body fat, but if they're doing a build and they're not, comp prep lean, I think the lower end range of that 1.8 to 2 grams for most people is what is probably going to be ideal. And then you can push more of those calories towards your other macronutrients being carbs and fats. So remember in a build, right? Again, more protein doesn't necessarily mean superior. You only need so much to do its job of trying to trigger muscle protein synthesis. What we really want to do is have lots of carbohydrates because they're going to help really fuel your sessions. Carbohydrates um, are going to be your very close friend to protein in a surplus. So again, I'm trying to hit a certain threshold for protein and I'm really trying to push carbs up and keep fats at a solid level. Um, It doesn't need to be crazy high fats, but again, carbs up, protein at a good range, and then obviously still hitting your fat targets. Now, what I kind of then start to focus on though with protein though, is outside of just how much protein you should have is well when should we have protein? Because what what when you start out in the gym, what do you most commonly start to think? Oh, I need protein. I need a protein shake post workout. That's the time I have to have protein. Well, really, ideally in a perfect world, the research seems to show that you should be aiming to have protein in about four to five servings throughout the day, or around every three to four hours. Okay, so you can say have. Um, say you have 150 grams of protein a day, you could divide that into say five times 30 gram um, protein meals throughout the day or four say, four times 40 grams for 160 grams of protein throughout the day. So dividing your protein throughout the day seems from the research ideal because it's what we're constantly doing. We're frequently triggering muscle protein synthesis Throughout the day, which is going to help have an anabolic effect. Now, this is where though people go, well, but what about fasting? I fast. I do time restrictive eating, where I eat in a small window and eat all my calories. And that's again where it most likely isn't optimal for someone at elite level. If you're in an elite level or trying to really develop your body, um, your body composition, build muscle, you eating your protein in you know one kind of small window of time. Is not probably going to be as ideal. You want to again be triggering muscle protein synthesis throughout the day over four to five meals, and therefore probably not going to be doing that in a you know eight hour window to eat. And that's one that again the issues with fasting. And this is definitely why I wouldn't use fasting for any comp prep level client or anything like that. Fasting is going to be more of a tool for someone. To help them stick to a calorie deficit, it might just be for adherence. It's definitely not superior for fat loss or definitely not superior for muscle preservation. Um, But again, if you have high body fat and in time restrictive eating, eating in that eight hour window helps you adhere to your calorie deficit, then that's fine. But it's definitely not going to be superior. And it's definitely not something I would use for the majority of the clients I would train, other, other than if they desperately wanted it for a variety of reasons. Now, What about training faster? Do you need, if you train faster in the morning, because again, some people, I'll do another podcast on faster cardio and stuff like that. But if you train faster, what about protein? Like, do you have it, do you need it instantly post-workout? Or if you eat protein, say before you train, within one to two hours, do you need to have a shake instantly post-workout? And the answer is you never need to have a shake. So I'm a huge fan of whey protein but you can always just get your protein source from other protein sources, whole foods and stuff like that. You don't desperately need a protein shake. Protein shakes are fantastic because they're high quality protein. Things like whey protein are like premium grade protein. And they're also really cheap. They're also really, really quick and efficient to have um, when you're on the go. So whey protein and things like that are fantastic, but you don't have to have a shake post-workout, but they can be fantastically useful. Now. Back to the question, though, of training fasted. So here's a simple way to think of it, all right? If you eat a meal one to two hours before the gym with protein in it, post-workout, you're still going to have protein kind of through in your bloodstream and stuff like that. So you're going to have amino acids. So when you eat protein, it gets broken down into um, your body. Uh, it, It goes through your body as amino acids, okay? So amino acids makes up your protein. Um, into your bloodstream as amino acids so if you had a big protein meal just before you train then there's not nearly as much urgency to get protein in post-workout instantly so you could probably wait one to two hours post-workout to have a protein meal that's fine but again you could also have a shake straight after training if it means you quickly have a shake and get back to work and your lunch break or whatever that's fine there as well but if you're training fasted let's say you last meal was at 8 p.m. And then you're training at 6 a.m. And then you finish your session at 7 or 8. You haven't had protein for, you know, 10, 11, 12 hours. Then it's definitely of more urgency in a loosely kind of used work term to get protein in post-workout. So if you train faster, I would quickly get something in protein-wise post-workout. But if you... Did not train fasted which most of you i would hope don't because i think it's much superior to have something before you train then it's probably less urgency to get something in within you know 20 30 minutes of your workout because you're still going to have amino acids in your bloodstream now as i said before whey protein on the topic of protein shakes and stuff like that i don't look at whey protein as a supplement or, you know, even you've got your vegan sauce um shake proteins and stuff like that, all these different ones, rice, soy, etc. I just look at them as food. You know, whey is just kind of like cheese. It's just dairy basically broken down. Um try not to see it as this, you know, fancy supplement. I just see whey protein as just like having a meal. And thing with it is, as I said before, it's super convenient, it's super quick and easy to have, and it's also really, really cheap for a really high quality um, protein source. So something like whey, it's got a fantastic um, what we call amino acid profile. So that's high quality amino acids, which we want for helping with building muscle. So whey is kind of like really the gold standard um, of protein sources. So yes, have it. If you don't like whey for a variety of reasons, any other kind of protein shake is totally fine just be hitting your protein target um and then I guess I'll actually wrap up this one guys because I've given you a lot of information um is going to be around vegan sources so often people talk about vegans and obviously their protein requirements because they're not eating things like meat dairy etc now the thing with this is the research these days has definitely shown that you know, you can still absolutely build muscle being a vegan. Yes, it has generally lower amino acid profiles. Like the key amino acid for triggering muscle protein synthesis is, amino, is an amino acid called leucine. And a lot of the vegan sources are much lower in leucine. So some things you can do to combat this is actually vegans should probably have higher levels of protein, which I know a lot of you would, would hate because like, oh my God, even more. But the higher level of protein intake will can help counteract your amino acid profiles not being as, as great. So just by having a bit more protein, it can make up for the quality of the protein sources not being as optimal versus, say, a whey. Um, another thing you can do is combine protein sources in meals. So by having you know two, three different protein sources in your meal, It can improve the, I'll give you a larger profile of amino acids within that meal, which is a good way to go about it for vegans. And the other thing is this is a one time, or maybe not the one time, but a time where something like a BCAAs and essential amino acids can be helpful because they do give you things like leucine um, that can help, obviously, when your protein sources are not as um, at the same level as, say, as I said, a whey or a dairy and things like that. So that, for a, for a person, a normal person, a, a normal range of protein intake for a person who's eating things like meat and stuff, you definitely don't need BCAs and stuff like that. But a vegan, they could actually be a, a nice addition at times for people, um, especially when they're struggling to get their protein up. So I think that kind of covers everything I try to cover. I was like, how much can... How much can I give people value in like 20 minutes on protein? So I just wanted to give you a nice quick hitter. So I highly suggest guys try to listen to this episode twice and pause it, write down stuff um, to help you. All this stuff, I could definitely go into each one, break down a, in a lot more detail, kind of wanted to do the opposite of what I did with the fat loss mistakes recently. I just wanted to give you a bit more of a quick hitter on a whole lot of different kind of um components of protein requirements but i hope it helped guys um the main thing is have protein stick to that optimal range of that 1.5 to 2.5 grams per kilo um ideally try to space your protein servings out over three to five servings use a variety of protein sources so you know the more protein sources probably the better you know diversity in your diet is always a really really good thing um and fine. you know if you don't like a certain protein source don't have it like there's no magic protein source really just swap out for some other source you enjoy and yeah that's it guys um hopefully you found this episode helpful as always guys if you do please as i said share um give the pro um the podcast, a five-star rating, follow the podcast. And as well, guys, make sure you go check out my website, Coach Mark Carroll, and you can learn all this stuff in much more detail as well and put it all into place for my training programs. All right, guys. Thank you.